Welcome to episode nine of the LDS Mission Cast. This is Nick Galetti, and on this episode, I interview Brian Murdoch. We discuss the topic of resiliency from a mental health perspective. Now, this is basically the skill to be able to cope with and bounce back from all the trials and challenges that missionaries face while serving. And frankly, it applies to everybody at all times in their life. But obviously, we focus more on the missionary aspect of this. But after that interview, we have another segment from Sean Rapier from the Latter-day Lives podcast. Sean interviews another hilarious comedian, Josh Funakalafi, who tells a funny story that actually happened before his mission, but that, shall we say, prepared him for some of the more unusual things that happen on a mission. The music for this episode comes from Michael R. Hicks. Michael has done a bunch of incredible music. Visit michaelrhicks.com to listen to the music he's produced. His music would be a great addition to a missionary music-friendly library. So give that a listen, and his music will be found throughout this entire episode. Let's go now to our interview with Brian Murdoch. this interview, we have as a special guest, we have Brian Murdoch, who is a licensed clinical mental health counselor. And we're here to talk about one of the issues that is kind of, I want to call it trending in mental health right now, which is the topic of resiliency. And I think part of that has to do with a a modern day world where we have a lot of challenges to the things that we encounter. But Brian Murdoch is going to be here to talk to us about this topic of resiliency. So thanks for being with us here on the LDS Mission Cast. That's my pleasure. And uh, first off, we we try to get a context of who we have on the show as far as their perception of missionary work. So did you serve a full-time mission? I did. I served a full-time mission in New York City back in the late 80s. New York City, was that when it was all one mission? Or Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. A little bit different nowadays, but probably not too much, I would assume. Okay. And how did your mission experience play into or impact your decision to be a licensed clinical mental health counselor? Well, I think a lot of it was that I enjoyed working with people. Um, you know, it's it's interesting when you're out there and you're um, a missionary, you get you have lots of opportunities to not only share the gospel, but to serve others. And, and you really start to care about the people. And I think that uh, learning that empathy and that, that feeling of wanting better things for the people that you're serving... Uh, really led me to my profession. Excellent. I can see that because I know that a lot of times we feel, I don't want to call it pressure, but it's our calling to minister to people. And sometimes we feel less equipped than we'd like to be to do that. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know about your mission, but in my mission, we were counselors to a lot of people. Not officially, of course, but missionaries tend to take on a lot of similar situations where people dump a lot of their life experiences and hope missionaries can help fix them. True. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, but anyway, so that that being the case, we are kind of transitioning into this topic of resiliency. There is a definition to that word, of course, in the dictionary definition, but how is it that mental health professionals use that term? Well, if you, if you think about resilience and personal resilience uh, especially, basically it's a quality that allows some people to be knocked down by life and then come back stronger than ever, right? It's that 
It's that song. I'm not sure who sings it. I get knocked down, but I get up again. Oh, yeah. Nothing's going to keep me down. Right? Yeah. That's kind of that that chorus part is all about resiliency. You In know, a way, yeah. We, we get back up, right? We keep getting knocked down, but we get back up. And we're stronger than ever each time we get up, right? So rather than letting failure overcome and drain our resolve, we find ways to rise from the ashes, so to speak, right? So psychologists have identified some of the factors that make some resilience. So among them are like positive attitude, optimism, the ability to regulate emotions, which I think is really That's important. That's a big deal. Right. And the ability to see failure as a form of helpful feedback. Mm. Okay. So that, that also is very important here. So even after a misfortune, resilient people are blessed with such an outlook that they're able to change course and be able to move on. Okay. And missionaries encounter a lot of what we can define maybe a little bit later as failure or things to be resilient to. In fact, when I was growing up, the picture that people made of missions was 99% rejection and that 1% success. Right. So in a way... Resiliency is probably the quality to a missionary. Absolutely. I think that is one of the number one things missionary, besides learning the gospel and what you're going to be teaching, but that we could help missionaries learn in order for them to be able to be out in an environment that, yeah, has a lot of challenges and a lot of setbacks. Well, and it's to also come home from a mission and not be burned out, not be overwhelmed but to continue on with the challenges of life even after their mission. Absolutely. A lot of missionaries come home and they fall through the cracks, so to speak. That's what people say. But I think it's exactly what we just talked about. What's the resiliency to be able to come home and to readjust and to keep going forward and not drop everything that they've just learned or all that experience? Yeah. So let's go back then a little bit and talk about this idea of failure because I think that definition changes how we might view our experiences. So what's an, a better way to look at or to redefine what we culturally sometimes look at as failures? Yeah, and I think through that definition we just talked about, if we can look at failure more as a form of feedback, right? More as a learning experience. You know, when something doesn't go well, that doesn't mean that it's over. It means, wow, we learn from it, we look at it, what can we take from it? And then we use those lessons and we move forward to try and do something better. And so when you think about it, a lot of times we in, the, in this culture sometimes, we have this thing of either perfection or failure. Failure meaning we're not good enough. Perfection meaning we can never attain it. So we're, we're in this yeah, you know, black and white idea. It's a lose-lose. Yeah, exactly. Because we, ne- we can never find that perfection. But, so we're always feeling like we're in a, a level of failure. So when we talk about failure… Again, we wake up in the day as a missionary, and some people don't. Failure number one, right? Right. We don't even wake up on time. And, and so we can look at this idea of taking our failures as lessons, but even that needs to be curbed in the sense of resiliency because it's not, ugh, I just learned another thing I didn't do right. That is kind of the negative twist on it that we yeah. tend to do that's self-deprecating and that that creates a lot of guilt and shame, right? And guilt and shame we know get in the way of resiliency. What we want it to be is, no, why am I not getting up on time? What's going on? Am I trying to avoid? This comes back to that emotional regulation. Why do I do what I do? And the more we can learn about ourselves and what what's making us tick, then we can start to correct some of those things that we want to change. So when we talk about a missionary, again, they have a very, I don't want to say very regimented schedule, but there's kind of a layout to the day. 
Are there ways and times that they can use some of the given time for themselves throughout the day to work on resiliency? And if so, how would they do that? Right. I think that there there is time and through, you know, personal study as they're studying the gospel. I mean, there's lots of examples of resiliency in the scriptures. Okay. Right? I mean, you think about some of the prophets, Samuel the Lamanite, and, and different people. Who, yeah, he had it pretty bad. Right? right? And and they kept going. And they kept, you know, um, they would be persecuted, but they continued they continued on. So partially that is, you have to take that with a grain of salt as well, because then, again, that's the missionary going, I'll never I'll measure never up. be Samuel the Lamanite. Right? I'll never measure yeah. up. Um, however, what we want to happen is some, you know, some meditative time to really kind of be in touch with where our shortcomings are and not look at those as something that makes me less than, but as challenges to continue to get better. And and a big part of this is self-compassion. Because if we don't have that self-compassion, if we don't see ourselves in the same way that the Savior sees us, uh, then we're going to go down that path of I'm never going to be good enough. And when we start to feel that, guess what? We have the opposite of resiliency, which is I'm just going to give up. The picture that came to my mind when we were talking about Samuel the Lamanite was actually Christ. The atonement and all that he endured. Right. That would be kind of the idealized version of resiliency. Right. But there again, setting that standard and understanding that may be the the worst that we would have to be resilient against, as well as the best version of resiliency. So we can work towards that, but we don't have to attain it or think that that's supposed to be there on your mission. Right. And and that's what I think some some of us get caught up in the I have to reach this certain level in order for it to be okay. It's not about getting to a level. It's about progression, right? right. It's about that journey versus the destination um, because this whole life is about that journey through. You know, the destination may be after the judgment or whatever, but this life is not about gaining perfection. It's about moving forward. And the way we move forward is to have those setbacks and go, okay, I'm, I'm going to soldier on, so to speak. I'm yeah. going to get up and keep moving. So a missionary, what are some of the more common ways that missionaries take hits, if you will, to their resiliency on a day-to-day basis? Right. Well, first of all, they're young, right? Yeah. And they don't have a lot and of life experience. And they're getting younger. Exactly. So their life experience doesn't give them a lot of opportunities to see how this works. So that that's one thing is if they're able to, even before their mission, have to work things out on their own. You know, do some problem solving. Have some some opportunities to go out and quote unquote fail. Okay. Right. And be okay with it. Learn how to be okay with that. But then you get out on the mission and you talk about saving souls and bringing souls into Christ and, and how important that is. And and it's your role to go out and find those people who are prepared specifically for you. Wow. No pressure there. Right. Right. (laughs) Uh, This is only about somebody's salvation. Right. So all of a sudden we have this, this sense of duty and the sense of pressure and then if we feel like we're falling short of that, right, then that becomes a very heavy weight. So there's that. There's the rejection of people closing doors, um, people calling names. I mean, the persecution that most missionaries are going to get, now that's difficult, especially if you don't have a good sense of self. Right. Right. And so a part of that resiliency is having a good sense of self. I know who I am. I have an internal locus of control telling me that I'm okay. I know that my spiritual DNA tells me I'm okay, even with my shortcomings, right? Now, that's not always easy to get because we tend to want to work from an external locus of control that says, I need outside sources to tell me I'm okay. And and that becomes very difficult. Within a mission experience, and again, New York City, 
I, I served in Baton Rouge. While these were both United States-based, we also understand that culture, being acculturated to the different circumstances where you're at, can also be a hit. Absolutely. Right? I mean, we grow up in a certain way, in a certain culture, and when we leave that culture and we're out there, then that acclimation can become a hit, too. It can be uh, people can fall into a little bit of a depression uh, because it's it's, it's not different. Home. Yeah, it's different. It feels far away. It feels isolating a little bit at times. And so, yeah, that, that adjustment can be very difficult. So how would one – I know this happens in the MTC most primarily and then in the first couple of months on the mission. There's always this almost identity crisis that people have because they've changed their entire look. They've lost their – they've dropped their first name and – there's this idea of who am I? Right. If God called me to this work, why am I so whitewashed, if you will, from who I am? So is there a, a way to achieve some balance in that that helps you with resiliency? I, I think having that personal identity within the team framework, I mean, that's what we're doing. We're working together as a team in a mission. We're working with a companion. But yeah, we, we can't lose our sense of self. And how does our sense of self fit within this framework? Um, again, that's that internal locus of control that I, I just talked about. How do I know who I am and what I'm about? What are my motivations? If I'm seeking that external validation saying that I'm okay, well, then I'm going to be hustling for that. And I might yeah. not live true to myself, right? And that's, that's the whole thing about knowing ourself is are we living true to ourself? So that internal locus of control that knowing we have that spiritual DNA, that we are children of God, kind of helps us to have that sense of self and, and why we're doing what we're doing. And it's also a challenge in high school because we go through high school and so much of our experience that could be building resiliency is reinforced through those external things. What clothes am I wearing? What group am I affiliating with? What music do I listen to? And so on. So they, here you got this missionary that comes right into this situation where everything that they thought was defining them no longer does. Right. So perhaps one of the things is to look back at our, even years before our mission experience, if we have that freedom, of course, and make sure that we are defining ourselves and getting our individual self-worth in place that isn't based on clothes, hairstyle, and so on. Right. And that's where I think diversity comes into play for younger kids. What, what experiences do you have? Um, you know, are you, are you able to have spiritual experiences along with secular experiences, you know, team sports, drama, you know, different areas of interest that you can explore? How do I fit in with these, these different areas? And how do I continue to be that, that self within different contexts? Yeah. Because that, that's the important part because one thing we know is there's always going to be change in life. And being able to assimilate to a new culture and a new area is going to be seeing ourselves be able to do that in those different settings and different types of environments. Yeah. Let's get some of these more common toxic expectations that missionaries encounter on a day-to-day -day basis. And, you know, starting from waking up in the morning to the end of the day and how reframing those can actually help with resiliency. Again, that's the black and white. I'm either good or I'm bad, right? I'm either a good missionary because I live every single rule, or I'm a bad missionary because I have a hard time. And that doesn't change minute to minute, right? And then so the idea is there, and we kind of get a sense of who we are, and then we we tend to tr live with that. Now, 
if we can get to a place where it's like, okay, I'm going to make effort and my effort does count, right? Elder Holland let us know that our effort counts. And that's what I think is going to be incredibly important for missionaries. Effort counts. That doesn't give an excuse to to stay in bed. That doesn't give an excuse to not do your study or be out. However, what it does is it also takes some of that black and white thinking away. I can make effort and my effort matters. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be perfect effort. We had a kind of a saying in our mission that the Holy Ghost stops at 930 because that's when we were supposed to be into our... And and the thing that the gospel works on this ferry-based time clock is interesting, but that can even be an expectation of we're punching a time clock with right. God as our boss, right? And there's no way to get around that. is is also very intimidating. It almost makes you resent the experience when you should absolutely not. And and I think it all comes down to again perspective. Belief drives most all of our feelings, right? If we have a certain belief about something, we feel a certain way about it. And if we look at it as punching a time clock and that God is our boss and that he is going to be this overbearing boss that says, oh, you <laughs> clocked out a minute too late, you're in trouble. And you're not, not employee of the right? month this month. <laughs> exactly. But how do we how do we see God? You know, what's our definition of him? I mean, he's a kind, caring, this is my definition, kind, caring, loving person who wants us to learn not because he says it, but because it makes us better and it gives us an opportunity to be closer to him. Yeah. Right? And that, that makes a big difference in whether I feel resentful doing it or whether I feel like I'm doing it because of love. Right. And and I think that's that's a hard thing for that age group too. Oh, like, yeah. That's a hard thing for adults. Absolutely. It's, it's something we continually have to practice well after the mission. Absolutely. Now, you've got a, a resource here, this book that offers some suggestions on ways that we can all improve resiliency. What are some of those things? Right. Um, According to Georgia Everly, Douglas Strauss, and Dennis McCormick in their book, Stronger, uh, they talk about resilience. They talk about that personal armor is what they call it. Okay. And they talk about it in the the terms of some Navy SEALs and what they do and and how they get that personal resilience to be able to do what they have to do, which Which is, is intense. Yeah, incredibly intense. And so they've come up with five factors that kind of show personal resilience. And I think this would be great for all of us to practice these things and, and to work at strengthen them. But let's, let's talk about them. Uh, number one is active optimism. So optimism is more than a belief. It's a mandate for change. So it's the inclination to move forward when others are retreating. The okay. mandate can be strong so that it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If I have this mandate that I'm moving forward. Now, in the military, that's incredibly important, right? Absolutely. We've got to move forward. But think about it in the terms of missionary work, right? If we have a zone or a district that there's kind of setting back, do we have that mandate to keep pushing forward to do what we want to do to yeah. continue to encourage our companion to do that, right? So it's, it's interesting when you lay this military versus missionary kind of framework. It can really... And, it, and it's interesting because if you say, I'm failing, so I'm going to stop, you actually do fail. That's the Absolutely. self-fulfilling prophecy part. Absolutely. Um, number two, decisive action. Optimism is not enough. Uh, you must have a decisive act. In other words, you have to move forward. You have to do something. And again, that's, well, I can have all the desire in the world, but if I don't actually stand up from my chair and go do it, then it's, nothing's going to happen. Sure. I used to have this issue where I would think about working out and in my mind, I had just worked out, and it felt real good till I realized, <laughs> no, I hadn't moved from my chair, right? So it doesn't do just me any good. Just a few calories. Right. <laughs> so number three, moral compass. 
Use honor, integrity, fidelity, and ethical behavior to guide your decisions under challenging circumstances. Interesting. So that moral compass is really an important part of resilience, right? And and we're hoping that when missionaries go out, that that's that's kind of what's <laughs> driving them is that moral right. compass, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, four, relentless tenacity. So that's determination, and um, that's continuing to get up, like that song we said. You know, yeah. I get knocked down, but I get up again, right? And we continue to move forward. We continue to try and try and try until we get to that point of I either have to do something different now or we try until success, right? But it's still trying. But it's still moving forward. Yeah. And finally, interpersonal support. In other words, who has your back, right? Who's that support system? And hopefully missionaries have a a broad range of support from companions to mission presidents to zone and district leaders, but to also home front types of support. Parents, and if parents aren't there, ward members, bishops, you know, young men's leaders that were there. That kind of support can be incredibly helpful if we feel like somebody has, quote unquote, our back uh, in what we're doing. Excellent. And these are things that people have to do every day, really. Right. That's that's something we practice on a daily basis. For some people, it seems to come a little bit easier. They, they have a sense of just kind of doing that. For others of us, it is. It's a practice. We have to work at it. We have to understand where we fit within this framework. You know, what holds me back? What makes it so that I don't want to keep trying again? Yeah. And a lot of times that becomes, again, about that sense of self. If I don't feel I'm good enough, if I don't feel I'm worthy, then I don't feel like I'm going to keep getting up and going after this again. And the irony of all ironies, you don't just say, I'm not good at resiliency, so I'm going to stop trying to be resilient. All right. Well, thank you very much for all your efforts on this and for your words on it. I know resiliency is... It's a, I get it, a more trending word now, but it's certainly not a new concept. It's something no. that missionaries have needed for a long time. Absolutely. So Absolutely. thank you again. And for people that are interested in finding or communicating with you more about this, what's your website? Yeah, my website is brianmurdockcounseling.com. And we'll have a link to that for the uh, posting of this episode in the show notes at ldsmissioncast.com. Thank you again. Thank you. Brian Murdoch is such a great resource, and we want to encourage you to go to his website, brianmurdockcounseling.com. We have a link to his site in the show notes for this episode at ldsmissioncast.com. Now, for another funny interview from Sean Rapier at Latter-day Lives, where we hear from another great comedian, Josh Fonokalafi, who tells a really unexpected gospel teaching story that will leave you wondering how you would respond in the same situation. Hey, from the Latter-day Lives podcast, it's Sean Rapier, and this week my guest is the hilarious comedian Josh Fonokalafi. Josh? Alex, uh, one time when I was preparing for my mission, I had a serving as a ward missionary, so I was involved with all the new member discussions and stuff, and I remember teaching uh, Eternal Progression, mm. and we were talking about uh, how we came to this world as uh, spiritual beings, got physical bodies, and we can one day become like our Heavenly Father. And it was going really well, and one of the missionaries interrupted me, and he said, do you believe in space aliens? (laughs) 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 And I was like, what? And the the one we were giving, the convert we were giving the discussion with was like, 
Um, kind of. And he's like, I would prefer to call them brothers and sisters. And I was like, what, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and at that moment, I wish that I had spiritual goggles that yeah. could see spiritual beings because I would have liked to have seen the spirit stand up and adjust his coat, <laughs> put, put a fedora on, tip it and go, good night, and then leave for the room. <laughs> Because that's <laughs> the spirit was just was, gone at that point. Yeah, it just it just sort of left. That I was like, well, I guess we're done. <laughs> Have a closing prayer and get out of here. Like, <laughs> I would prefer we refer to space aliens as, as brothers, brothers and, and sisters. sisters. <laughs> you know, uh, I've been in a lot of interesting situations in missionary work. None <laughs> that interesting. How did you recover from that? I um, I sort of just uh, ended ended with how we're on this eternal progression to be like our father in heaven and kind of bore my testimony about this being a training ground for us and like try to teach the rest of the lesson in my testimony and then, and then prayed and then just like got in the car. I'm like, what were you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is an experience. Hopefully most of us don't have to have, but sounds like you recovered pretty well from it. Josh, thanks so much for sharing that missionary moment with us for LDS mission cast. I'm Sean Rapier. Make sure to check out the full interview with Josh Fonokalafi on Sean's podcast, Latter-day Lives. That can be found at latterdaylives.com. We also have a link to the full interview and the posting for the show notes of uh, this episode at ldsmissioncast.com. It's hilarious. Check it out. I love to hear stories from these really funny LDS comedians. But uh, thank you guys for listening to the LDS Mission Cast. Again, I want to thank Michael R. Hicks for his music contribution in this episode. Again, go, go to michaelrhicks.com. Some very cool stuff that he's doing there musically. And again, it's missionary-friendly stuff, so might as well add it to your library. And thank you for those who have been sharing our episodes with their friends and with those engaged in missionary work in, in all forms. We have some great guests lined up for you that we don't want you to miss, including our interview with Sean Rapier, the guy that you've heard from every week. He's going to be a guest on our show coming up. We also have Nick Sales, who's a musician, influencer, and video producer. We have a big one coming up this next week about the new movie coming out called Trek the Movie. We have the director, and we're crossing our fingers. We're hoping for the writer as well because he's the writer from the movie Galaxy Quest, who also wrote this movie, Trek the Movie. So we hope to have them both on to talk about not only the movie, but their missionary experiences and the experiences they had in making the movie that have missionary overtones to it. So please tune in next week for our our episode, episode 10. It'll be episode 10 of the LDS Mission Cast. We also have an interview coming up with Anthony Sweat, who wrote a book on preparing for your first trip to the temple. But he does so in a way that is actually quite profound, yet very simple. It's a very engaging reframing of the temple experience and some of the things that we hope to have as our first temple experience or any subsequent temple visit. It's wonderful stuff. I'm so excited to share it with you. There's so much great content coming your way 
Don't just keep it for yourself. Share the LDS Mission Cast with your friends. But also, again, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or at contact at LDSMissionCast.com. We still need your reviews on iTunes, Google Play, on Stitcher, any of the places that you listen to this podcast. Please go and give a positive review for this. Until next time, this is Nick Galetti thanking you for listening to the LDS Mission Cast. <laughs>